All right, Hot Grits Podcast, episode three. Uh, still in quarantine, going over the phone for the second consecutive episode. Travis Jadon, Spencer Maddox, we're going to talk today. Uh, and as we record this, Spencer, Thursday night, uh, March, where, what's today's date? Who really gives a shit, I guess? But yeah. <laughs> March 26th should have been Major League Baseball's opening day on Thursday. So we'll have heavy baseball. Talk. Devastating. Yeah, yeah. Not the best opening day. So we'll talk about Rob Manfred's conversation with uh, ESPN Scott Van Pelt on Wednesday. Uh, SVP and Rob Manfred got into uh, a lot of things that we've been wondering on this podcast and a lot of just sports fans in general have been wondering. Uh, and then um, after we talk uh, MLB and kind of what's next with them and coronavirus, hopefully we can hit on the NFL um, and a few little things that we've heard and kind of that since we last talked uh spencer do you want to say hello to the people and update them on your status uh early on in this corona well yeah man this is my uh this is my first opening day that i've missed for the braves in about three years i think yeah three straight years i've made it since they opened you know oh that's right yeah you've been going every year huh yep so you can um, still you can still pretty sad you can still make it whenever they <laughs> yeah, schedule it. Yeah, I can make o- opening day, but you know, I mean, this time of year, I've been at a baseball game every year. So yeah. I'm pretty yeah. devastated with that. How's your quarantine going? Not well, man. I'm starting to sort of lose my freaking mind, like just trying to find things to do in order to become tired uh, in order to sleep at night. Because Oh, man, I've let all that go. I've, I've stopped caring. I sleep. My sleep schedule's weird, dude. I've been sleeping like five hours at a time, like three just, times a day. Yeah, just at random times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely weird now. I mean, I'm having to like force myself to like shower and just do normal things <laughs> <laughs> that were once normal. Was, yeah. I mean, because what's it, you know, if you're not going anywhere, usually you would just like be like, ah, I can shower just once a day, you know? Yeah, but, I just change the underwear. Yeah, Maybe now I change up top. I don't even remember. I mean, I, I know actually I showered like two hours ago, but before that, I'm like, uh, I just showered because I can't remember the last time I showered. I'm sure it was only like <laughs> yeah. a day ago, but you know, still questionable amounts of time between showers. Yeah, nothing, no nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, in the days of the week, too, that's another thing that's like already weird. Like, the, all the days of the week for me, at least, are sort of the same. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't really have a difference between Friday and Mondays anymore. Whereas it used to be, you know, different days, obviously meant different shit, but now it's just all the same. Right there with you, man. All right. Let's talk about, um, Rob Manfred's comments to Scott Van Pelt. It was like a 20 minute interview. You can find it on YouTube. Um, but I wanted to talk about that interview because there were so many different things that were covered, Obviously, like we said, Thursday was supposed to be opening day, March 26th. It wasn't. So that had baseball. You cut in and out there. Especially in the, still there. Yeah, I just got a phone call, but I'm going to have to turn that guy off. Um, yeah, but it was the talk of like baseball Twitter today it was supposed to be opening day. And Manfred with Van Pelt went over all the different scenarios sort of that may arise from coronavirus. And obviously he didn't have a lot of, you know, definite answers, but he had some answers as to what 
won't happen. So 162, 162 games, this is sort of obvious, uh, isn't going to happen. Um, another thing that Manfred covered was sort of what would happen, uh, uh, like what the players' union and the owners could agree to as far as an abbreviated season. Um, and then right. the last thing that I thought was sort of interesting, Spencer, and we'll get to like pretty much everything you said, was that prorated uh, service time. So w- what they've done in the past um, is prorate the amount of time a player spent for an abbreviated season into their contract and into their service time. So uh, a guy that is one year away from from being able to reach arbitration uh, right. or a guy that say a guy like Cole Hamels in Atlanta or a guy like Mookie Betts uh, in LA, those guys sign one year deals or those guys are on big time one year deals. And people are going to be uh, understandably owners are going to be pissed if they paid, you know, 20, 21 million to a guy that ended up only making, you know, a dozen starts total. Yes. Yeah, so, so he was saying you prorate, your con you you prorate the service time right. as it relates to arbitration, but do you prorate the contract? So that's one of the lingering questions. I don't think you can I don't think the owner would be able to just dip his toes and dip his fingers into all these different contracts. I mean the well, owner I do know or, I, I mean the know commissioner the, doesn't have all they uh they 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 basically uh they'll pay they pay uh a percentage the players don't receive a percentage of the contract based on how many games are missed. And I think they base that off of, I think it's like one over 92.5 or something like that. So they add in 10 right, and so a half they have, games. But they have like an and, agreed upon formula. Yeah. So that's Which not the I'm case sure in baseball. They, have to, they have to have something because it's, this isn't unprecedented for baseball to miss a portion of the season. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so what Manfred was saying is not unprecedented, and we know that Manfred's like all about precedent. He doesn't want to yeah. make any sort of stand on his own. He's just going to lean on precedent. And, you know, I get that. But he was saying in prior years where the MLB season was not played in full, that was due to a work stoppage. That's what he hopes will will be the guidelines for what will happen out of this corona. But he's not going to be able to make that decision on his own. They are going to need the players' union to give and take. And for yeah. my, I, I don't know uh, this for sure, Spencer, but from what Manfred sounded like, those conversations have begun, uh, you know, as we would expect them to, and they're like yeah. going on every day. So that for baseball, I think, is priority number one is to structure how you're going to, to – uh, structure the regular season, but then right after that, how are you going to structure the service time and the contracts, right. and how are you going to take care of all that? Because dudes, well, dudes are not going to go out and play without being, that. The good news being, both sides are going to going to want to get this done as soon as possible. I, I thought about that as well. Both sides are going to be incentivized. One, because you don't want to be the side that's holding up the process you know what of i mean you don't want to be the top holding it after the coronavirus man no yeah you Come don't on. want that you don't want and that. just from a pr standpoint and outside of that i'm sure everyone's going to be dying to play baseball as as players you know what i mean and just to have this taken away from you is devastating 
and it happened so fast for baseball. Baseball, we were like, we were ready. You know what I mean? They were spring training was like heating up. Yeah, see, that's it another like, thing too. It was right in the middle of like ramping up. Uh, yeah, for for the season. So then, you know, all these questions that really the other sports don't have. The NBA was not in the middle of its preseason. The NFL for you know the fans sake really hasn't been impacted yet i mean guys can't get physicals things like that are happening in the nfl but nothing really that's changed so far but the major league baseball was still in the middle of its preseason and the most important preseason i think obviously of any of the big sports yeah it's it's actually matters yeah B- basketball preseason doesn't matter it's not like you are practicing plays or something but baseball, I mean, you have to tune up. And almost the first 30 or 40 games still feel like preseason. You don't know who – Well, and another thing – You don't know the rotation set. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like Brian so Snicker, he you're needs gonna play, more time to decide who's playing third base, who's going to be the fourth yeah. and fifth starter for the Braves. Those things are decided in spring training. Like, I mean, yeah. they're neat. So when baseball decides it can start again uh, – I would imagine the spring training games, and I use air quotes when I say games, will not be nine-inning games. They will not have fans, and they likely will not be open to, like, media and live coverage or anything like that because they will be solely focused on how quickly and safely can we get the regular season started. Uh, But the thing is, man, and baseball is in a unique position. I thought about this again today. There's almost no contact with pl- with players. So basketball, football, all those sports, you're you know you're touching the other player. You mean between you're very, players? Very close to them. Yeah. yeah, between players, and it's almost the same thing we brought up we brought up in golf the other day. Uh, it's it's a different it's different, you know, obviously yeah. in relation to distance between baseball players and golfers, but. It's almost the same thing. It's almost it's way more viable to play games without fans so long as you know that none of the players have it currently. It's way more viable to do that in baseball than it ever could be in football or basketball. It's now that we know what this is, we know that you can't play a basketball game without fans. That it just doesn't work. Because they're so close to each other. If somebody has it and is not showing symptoms, everybody on the court's gonna get it. You know, yeah, I hear but you. It's, I hear you. I just don't. Baseball is still not going to go out on a limb and be early. I just no. I can't see that. But I, but they could they could do the spring the, you know the simulated spring training a little bit before anybody else. For sure, start. for sure. I think so yeah. too. Um, NBA. I'm just thinking of this now. Like when you mentioned that NBA teams also, I would think 90 percent of the NHL uh, is played in NBA arenas, maybe not vice versa, if that makes sense. But yeah, rarely will you see an NHL team have its own arena where another team is not playing. So now you're talking about NHL and NBA players running in together, yeah. maybe not running in together, but using the same locker room. Like you're, you're going to have to like clean yeah. everything senselessly even, every single time. Uh, what about, I didn't even think about yeah, that. I mean, then concerts, I mean, all that stopped, but like multi-use arenas are not really a thing in baseball. Yeah, they are. Like, not much is going on at SunTrust Park besides the Braves. Or let me ask you this: you you had this, you had this brought up in the notes. Uh, You you were talking about 
what number, what what possible number could it be less than 162? And we've discussed before, you you can't really just if say you miss opening day, you can't really start the calendar that next day and play 161. That's not how the schedule works. Even though it seems like it could be, no, because yeah, of, you could. I mean, you could drop it to 154. Like, would be the right. So so what are the so the numbers, it would it would go like 154, and then you have to go by multiples. I would think I would think when baseball starts again, whatever the number is, you could not make it balanced across both leagues. Not if you're not in the interest of keeping the same schedule that you had before. So I think I don't know. Like I'm saying, what I uh, would like to see from baseball, I don't know what their thinking is, but this is what I would be thinking. Right. I'm going to automatically come out and say this schedule will not be balanced across both leagues. It will not uh, be, you know, uh, like done by equation across the American League and National League like it has been since Interleague started. I mean, when Interleague, uh, when they went to the new format in 2012, there became an Interleague game every single day of the baseball season. There was at least one interleague game you can't do that because that's nuts yeah i didn't realize yeah it's nuts to think about right and and, but the red sox and yankees and for that matter the yankees and orioles or the marlins and braves those teams within that's those divisions together will need to play as close to 19 times as they can which is about what they play you know it's 18 19 sometimes 20 yeah because you have to have a true division winner for right, and if you're talking it's, about say ninety games, I, I would think that's about as low as baseball could go. Would be about yeah. ninety games, and even then, you're talking about a dramatically different season. Now you're talking about all these guys that you want to kind of pace and workload throughout the season. That goes out the window immediately. Yeah. Um, and guys that are currently... Which would be thrilling to watch. It, I mean, it would be, but it would be undeniably a different product. And if we're not going to put yeah. an asterisk on any other World Series champion, uh, you know, in 94, the when... With the strike? Yeah, when the strike happened, uh, that's noted. I mean, people remember that season. There was not a World Series champion in legitimacy that season. I think whoever wins it this year... God help us, Penny, if it's the Braves. Could you imagine if the oh Braves won a World Series in a dramatically different season like this and forever? It's that footnote. Like, it would just – there's no way it would feel legitimate. It would to me. I wouldn't care at all. I mean, we would – Jesus, I would take it, I guess, but wouldn't that be ultimate yeah. Braves and ultimate Georgia to – It would. To finally win a title and it comes with this, like, glaring asterisk a la 1994 – so, yeah, uh, we would still rage, man. That would be so sick. I don't care. In fact, I'll trade. I, I if they Careful only play thirty games, Careful I'd take a here. title. If they if they only played thirty games in a season, I'd take a title. I don't care. Play sixteen, whatever. Just give me a title. But what what number? So he said his best case scenario was baseball coming back sometime around May. What number makes sense? It would be have to be like 120 at that point, wouldn't it? If you, well, all right, yeah. So you're talking about Manfred with Scott Van Pelt. That interview, Manfred was talking about the start. I would think of returning to spring training 
at the beginning of May. Uh, then at that point, you say you needed at least 15 days, two, two weeks, 20 days maybe, uh, to get ready for a regular season. Now you're talking about late May. Do you still hold the All-Star game? Uh, do you still have a trade deadline? Um, <sighs> is, are the playoffs going to be the same? Uh, because the what I would think maybe would happen, Spencer, and I don't know how this would go over, uh, what would you think of trying to maximize the amount of regular season games and eliminate uh, playoff teams from both sides and sort of eliminate one round of the playoffs um, in an effort to fill the schedule with 10 more regular season games? I don't think baseball would do that just because – of the revenue loss. But- yeah, I don't think you do that. It, um, he spoke, Manfred spoke today about the importance of the gate at MLB events. Yeah. And it's notable that playoff baseball is, the, the stadiums are so much more packed outside of the top five markets. Stadiums are so much more packed in the playoffs and those teams have earned that gate. You know what I mean? They've earned those. Yeah. You can make it all the way yeah. through. You know, you're talking about 15, what is it, 15, 20 home games possibly in the playoff? Maybe not, maybe not quite that much. Total. I mean, yeah, you're still missing large gate numbers. Yeah, huge. And playoff tickets are more expensive than than the regular. So that didn't really make sense to me. I don't think you would cut down on playoff games. All-star game goes out, in my mind, it goes out the window unless you do it after. And not even the all-star game. I guess what I was asking was the all-star break. I mean, what does that look like? Do you still... Does the players you need to allow for? Well, I mean, you would think you would want. Maybe you could give every team uh, a day off twice, or, yeah. or some. You know what I mean? Where nobody plays twice. I, I don't know how that would look. I, I don't know if you back those days up together. Um, certainly, I don't think there would be more than a day between playoff series. Uh, uh, in any round, uh, whether it be wild card to divisional, divisional to championship, championship to World Series, all those kind of things get shorted. But none of it, I mean, none of it will matter if they can't start by late May, I would think. If, if you cannot start spring training by late May, it's not possible. I just don't see it being possible, which, it, which is shitty to think about. Yeah. This whole thing sucks, man. I, I straight up, hate the coronavirus i don't think i've ever hated anything more in my entire life than this tiny little microscopic virus it sucks so bad yeah but i mean but, like respectful what? hate it's a respectful <laughs> yeah. hate because i mean yeah i mean it's dude it's got us on the ropes coronavirus is it, red hot right now trending like coronavirus is tyson fury and it's licking our blood yeah right now we're Over. we're just wilder laying weirdly in the locker room just yeah. letting it soak in on us, like it's trying to trying to act focused, but really we're shook. Um, exactly. I gotta I gotta ask you a coronavirus scenario that I went through today uh, on Thursday. Um, I go in the grocery store and I have my mask on. First time I've worn my mask uh, inside of a store, like inside of a public place. I hope you took a selfie up here, smart enough. <clears throat> no, I didn't. I've taken a couple of selfies in the house, just trying the thing on, trying to get a feel for it. Um, it doesn't look good like most of my selfies, but I think once I get used to wearing the mask, I'll be better at it. Anyway, so I walk in the store and I'm like, 
conscious of everyone around me, which which was awesome. Yeah. Just trying to maneuver my way like through the store without getting within six feet of someone. So I stand, I walk in the store, I go to the coffee aisle. I just need coffee and I need creamer. That's it. And of course, there's someone stocking at this grocery store. There's an employee stocking coffee right where I need to walk. So I, oh, no. so I'm still like 20, 25 feet away. I hover at the end of the aisle, just looking at my phone, uh, kind of looking up at the sign at the end of the aisle that tells you hey. what items are on it, you know, kind of just yeah. trying to stall. Maybe she'll walk away. It goes on for like two minutes and standing by yourself for two minutes in a store is a long time. So I finally say, whatever, I got the mask. I'm good. Yeah. I'll just kind of shimmy my way around. So get in, get out, grab my creamer and coffee. Then I go walk up to the one aisle that this store has open. Uh, the one checkout aisle, there's the lady checking people out. There's a person, another customer uh, in front of me and nobody behind me. So I'm 10 feet back, safe distance. I noticed that the lady checking people out has a mask around her neck, uh, hanging down like sunglasses. Oh, I, no. Yeah. And so right then I, you know, I'm kind of like, is this lady like clowning me? Like I'm still wearing my mask and she's not going to like return the favor. And then, Mask up, yeah, even more so, you're gonna flaunt your mask just out front, you're not even gonna wear it. Like, it's like a Wendy's uh drive through worker having their hairnet around their neck, like you know, it's here, yeah, it's just a lack of respect, like you're trying to one up me or something. But so the lady checks out in front of me, but she she's paid and everything, and I can tell the lady, the employee is looking at me, but the lady who just checked out hasn't grabbed her bags, so I'm no need to rush. I'm keeping a safe distance, waiting for her to clear the way. The lady without the mask on, the mask is hanging from her neck. She looks at me and says, come on up, honey. There's nothing to be scared of. She said, there's nothing to be scared of. Now, Spencer, oh, you know dude. me. I, like That would just about do it for me, given what I just went through in the coffee aisle with the lady stocking coffee. Uh, then you got to ask yourself how bad you want that, that road. She's going to, this lady's going to chirp me and say, there's nothing to be scared of, but I can't say anything because I have the mask on and I still don't know what audio gets out. <laughs> like, how's it sound? What am I going to look like? Usually I would just, you know, chirp her right back and be like, yeah, there's actually a worldwide epidemic. Uh, hence the mask, <laughs> hence the mask around your neck. Uh, you guys don't close for like seven more hours. I don't know what your hurry is. There's nobody behind me. Um, all these things I could have said, I didn't say shit. I didn't say anything. All I did was take it from the maskless lady and step right up because hell, there's nothing to worry about. So if you were me in this situation, like you would be really pissed. I'm right? picturing your eyes underneath the, the mask just getting like furious trying to uh you know i was so triggered by this i was so triggered yeah i was so triggered yeah i would have popped off so i couldn't because of the mask and still didn't really know the protocol with the mask can you trip someone with a mask on how does that come off uh well well, you're you're notably really good at uh chirping someone as you say and somehow remaining respectful right just I, uh, a, just like a like a jab a little one-liner yeah back. yeah i was i had yeah. him ready i mean i had him ready well good on you 
good on you. You, you didn't uh, endanger your parents or you know your your sister brother in law by uh by being selfish and chirping back at that lady. Good on you. Yeah, I can't promise that it it wouldn't happen again. I mean. I'm not going to say see, that's why I can't leave the house because I don't have that kind of self-control. Oh, that's why you can't leave the house. Yeah. Somebody's getting chirped at that. And the new call of duty came out, you know, um, one more thing on baseball, Spencer. Then I wanted to ask you, uh, we both played golf recently mid coronavirus, not together. I wanted to ask you kind yeah. of the differences in. Um, I'm losing you again. Go ahead. You got me back. Yeah, so I yep. wanted to just ask you about like pre-coronavirus golf and mid-coronavirus golf. But uh, one more thing on baseball, quickly. Um, Major League Baseball told the Red Sox and all baseball fans that that investigation would be released to the public in late February, early March when they started spring training. Manfred, in his conversation, Commissioner Manfred, in his conversation with Scott Van Pelt, said the investigation is done he just hasn't had a chance to get around to it with all this other stuff going on. Um, yeah. That's bullshit because, A... I was curious how you felt It's, it's unreasonably long for the Red Sox to have to wait on this investigation that Manfred has now confirmed is done. Uh, I know he's busy. I know this is unprecedented. There is no way in hell that he's working 15 hours a day uh, in a world when, when most of the modern world is quarantined in some capacity there's no way this man has not found a couple hours to review the investigation and release it it's obvious to me what they're doing they don't want the press the bad press that comes with it in the middle of no sports when it would get a shit ton of attention they don't want that coming it honestly makes a lot of sense to me but i mean maybe Maybe he's related to the Red Sox in that organization and just hasn't released it to the public yet. That's probably probably the route I would go if you. I mean, if you're a PR person, what about Alex Cora? I mean, it, for the MLB, excuse if me. If Alex Cora is suspended for two years, former Red Sox manager, when does that time start? Does Alex Cora even know his fate yet? Because that's unreasonable. Um, and another thing involving the investigation. A.J. Hinch is the former manager of the Houston Astros, the chump manager that allowed so much cheating that it wasn't even funny. Uh, his clock has already started, I'm guessing, in his suspension, and he now is missing essentially zero games uh, for the foreseeable future, but the suspension has already started, if that makes sense. So that that's not going to go yeah. over too well, I don't think, with any non-Astros fans. And if Major League Baseball comes down significantly harder on Alex Cora and the Red Sox, uh, that needs to come out soon, I would think. I mean, that's just my opinion. There's no way, right? I mean... I don't think they will, but I'm saying that's wrong. The Red Sox the Red Sox have gotten away pretty much scot-free in this, in terms of public opinion. You know what I mean? Because everybody was so mad at the Astros, and unless it comes out that what they did was much it's not worse. Good. See, that's the thing. All the, We know everything. So we don't know the little minute specifics that will be in that report, Yeah, but we know what the Red Sox did. They used the Apple Watches and they used the film room uh, yeah. illegally, even after Major League Baseball sent memos to all the clubs telling them to cut it out. Uh, but what the Red Sox did not do was actively and live, like live steal signs per pitch 
like the Astros did. I mean, yeah. so that yeah. is worse in my mind. But either way, the way that the Astros investigation went down was fairly quick after that athletic article. Uh, and the time frame for the Red Sox is getting abnormally long, in my opinion. I'd like to see it go ahead and wrap up. Just be- I'm so tired of talking about it. You know what I mean? I'm so- I'm- it's such a black eye for baseball. And yeah. I have like a special place in my heart for baseball. It just It's depressing. You know what I mean? I wish they would just go ahead and get it over with. But it is what it is, man. I mean, I, I hope they I'm- – I'm right there with you. I hope they just wrap this thing up. All right. Uh, tell me about your golf round, uh, when you played, where you played, yeah. and maybe what was different about it. Because I played on Tuesday uh, at the Savannah Golf Club, and there were like distinct differences because of the coronavirus. Where did you play, and kind of what did you see? I played, what was it, two days ago uh, with one of our buddies that we grew up with. Um, it was, I mean, the course looked better than I thought it would. The uh the first off there was like nobody out there and so we just zoomed through the round it didn't Where'd take you us long at all the fairway uh, yeah. Bacon Park yeah it's our local yeah. public course um but yeah we just zoomed through the course and the fairways were in better shape than they probably have been in a long time there's no divots or anything because nobody's been playing um what? but the one thing that was like super notable is that the they raised the cup so there was like something uh i can't really describe it there was like little pieces of plastic in the cup to prevent the ball from going all the way to the bottom so it would hit the it would hit the flag stick and then just sit right there up top and uh, i think uh we googled it if the ball like bounced out it it does counted yeah for right now Yeah, yeah so uh yeah that was different that was really, really weird, and I was just nailing the ball towards the pin. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I if you're twenty it. feet, you got a twenty foot putt. Like, I'm, I, all day, I was trying to bang it in the back of the hole because all I got to do. And so I played at the Savannah Golf Club. They had, if you can imagine, the uh, material that they use for noodles, like pool noodles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, they had that, like foamy stuff in the hole um, where. Yeah, and it wasn't raised above the hole, but it was all the way up to the top where the ball could not even dive into the hole, if that makes sense. So their rule really? was so if you just roll over. Right. Or so, like if you like if it was a one foot tap in, you could tap it to where it would stop on the hole. Like it had a little bit yeah. of space. So but that way you could just stick your club down there, dole the ball out, and you never have to make contact with the pin. But, yeah, so I played pretty well because I think I saved, like, six, seven strokes throughout the round just by yeah. hitting, like, these little four-foot touch putts that I'm probably not making all of. Uh, I was just stepping right up, confidently putting them right to this little noodle thing. Um, you sound confident. What'd you shoot? I mean, it's, it was a tough course. It's a tough course. <laughs> no doubt. It's a tough course. I think I shot. Uh, I think I shot fifty, fifty, or fifty-one, fifty for a one hundred and one from the tips. Oh. So not. You play the tips. Had to play the tips because m- my buddy Cord uh, just will. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Cord's not a fan of anything but the tips. Is this the uh, the same Cord that's in our fantasy basketball league? The crazy guy. Yeah, not crazy guy. Crazy fantasy guy, though. 
Yeah, crazy fantasy guy. Yeah, you guys, you guys are yeah. gonna screw me out of that fantasy basketball league. Oh yeah, it's over with. Man, I was seventeen. So, uh, and two. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a pretty good talking point. Me and Travis play in a ten-team dynasty basketball league, and uh, everybody in it, for the most part, is pretty much die-hard. Uh, you know, you keep. It used to be seven players. Now you keep five players. And right in the middle of this, Travis is 17 and two. Yeah, right? not in the middle of it. We're, we got five days left in the fantasy regular season. Yeah, f- almost fantasy playoffs, and it gets canceled. And of course, Travis wants to be declared the winner, as I probably would too if I was 17 and two. What's the second place and team record? Do you know how many losses they have? I think it was uh, yeah. six. It was yeah, like so four six. games better than the, than the two seed. But I mean, what are you going to do, man? We don't play for the regular season. Is what it is. I'm gonna screw. You got Corona. Screw me out of that. The only thing that could have stopped my team was Corona. You got Corona. I sold out. I don't have. I don't have Jack. Besides, like my core five, and I just sold all my assets for the future for this season. Uh, Yeah, I'm sitting pretty. It's not great. Um, Call me Travis. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But you want to wrap up there? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, me too. We can talk about NFL next uh, next episode. Nothing's going to happen between now and then. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Share, uh, rate, five stars only, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and stay safe during this time. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Mm-hmm.